0: yeah you can tell i've just been playing switch games all year (laughs) i know i did think it was quite apparent yeah i think have you got anything is there one game that isn't is it near um um... yeah
1: near (laughs) replicant yeah uh yeah that's the one ps4 game i think i've completed this year Good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to CultCast episode 12. I'm your host, Nathan Ellensworth, and I'm joined by three lovely gentlemen today. First up, new to the podcast, hello, Mark Flynn. Hello. Hey, how are we doing? Nice to (laughs) to e-meet
2: you. Thank you. It's very nice to be here, quite surreal because uh, I only just jumped in, but uh, very cool. (laughs) Good to be here. We're going to wrangle you in
1: for stuff straight away. Don't worry, there's plenty to do. Cool. Next up, we have got the lovely Jason Madison. Hello.
3: Hello, Nate.
1: <laughs> that was you're right. That
3: was low energy. <laughs> it was. Yeah, right? I'm chilled, relaxed.
1: <laughs> okay, I think I'm I'm doing my overzealous podcast voice, so a normal voice doesn't feel uh, doesn't feel right next to it. Good. And uh, <laughs> and we also have our lovely boss Benjamin Heyho. Hello, Nate. How are you doing, mate? I'm, I'm very good. All the better for seeing you. Oh, and those, it's been a while. It feels like it's been a while. And those lovely big arms. Podcast <coughs> listeners, I want to make it very clear that Ben is stacked <laughs> and I'm happy to see it. <laughs> oh, objectified already. Less than a minute. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> but Yes, lovely. Thank you for joining me tonight, gentlemen, as uh, this is a special podcast uh, we are we're joining together at the end of the year to do our very own little game of the year awards. Um, I don't, we call this the the Lost and Cult Awards, the Lock On Award. I don't know. This isn't Lock On, obviously. The Lost and Cult Awards. Does that sound good, or the Cult Cast Awards? Mm. That's a tricky mm. one. The Cult Cast
0: know, Awards sounds quite nice,
1: doesn't it? I th- I think because we've got the opinions of several contributors, I feel like the the Lost and Cult Awards is probably more suitable but I don't know. it doesn't matter. I'm going to go with you Ben. I'm going to say the Colt Cast Awards, the CCAs as they're now to be known uh, forevermore and this is the inaugural edition. Um, and it's been a bloody big year as well so we've got loads of games to talk about. Um, I feel like we're going to have some arguments but all of our kind of staff members or at least a, very, uh, a few of them in our selection have contributed some picks for our categories so we've got plenty to talk through. Um, and I promise not to just give every award to a Nintendo game. I, I've said I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to try and hold myself to that. Uh, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, but first of all, anybody who has listened to the podcast may know that newcomers have to play a little game. Uh, Mark, I'm very sorry to put you through this, but you're going to have to play something called the Cast MASH. It's not embarrassing. You're not going to get gunged or anything. Um, but what we're going to do... Is we're gonna make we're gonna make a little imaginary scenario out of some of your favourite things. Okay. So what we do with the Coldcast mash is we're gonna make a little story out of. Uh, first of all, we need two characters that you love from video
2: games. So it doesn't doesn't matter who, just two characters you hold dear. Okay. Um, we'll go with the bog standard Sonic the Hedgehog, and then we'll go with uh, Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs>
1: do you know what we've we've had Cloud? We haven't had Sonic yet. Cool. So that's, that's not, I don't think we have, unless I've missed someone. Uh, And then they're going to be dropped into the world of the very last video game you played.
2: Okay. Um, Halo Infinite.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Good. Nice. Nice. Uh, The story to this is going to be based on the film that you have watched the most.
2: the fuck have i watched the most um (laughs) let's go back to childhood as well but probably who framed roger rabbit
1: (laughs) oh my god that's incredible okay (laughs) so so cartoons are loose in the world of of halo infinite and it's up to sonic a cartoon and cloud to work together to to crack the case i assume yeah so cloud is bob hoskins in this case (laughs) Yeah, sounds good. Um, this is already great. And then, over the credits, plays your favourite song. Oh, no, I know, I didn't prepare you for this, I'm so sorry. I <laughs> no, didn't.
2: Um, this is harsh. Uh, fuck, I don't know what my favourite song even is. Um, let's just go with... I'll go with songs that I've been listening to a lot recently. Instead, mm-hmm. because Fuck knows we'll be here all night otherwise, so I'll just go with uh uh Devil Trigger by Casey Edwards.
1: Yeah Nice yeah, banger Yeah I'm loving that <laughs> Jason you made a real gutter <laughs> on <Yeah>, Oh
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: Okay this is Nice. That is that is some fantastic, but some good insight. Why? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to backpedal. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Great movie, but why? Why is that the movie you've watched the most? Do you think?
2: I think I, I just loved it when I was a kid, and I've watched it. I watched it a shitload when I was a kid, and I've just watched it sp- sp- more sporadically as I've been an adult. But I think I really racked it up when I was younger. <laughs> That's
1: that's fair. I, I I bet if I had to actually like crunch the numbers and find out what film I watched the most, it's probably like Aladdin by about five hundred yeah. views.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's also a sick film. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that because you wouldn't get a film like that anymore just because of the whole because it's got Warner Brothers and Disney collaborating with each other. It's a bit. It doesn't. You indeed. wouldn't really get that now, would you?
1: <laughs> it'd be like a it'd be like a DC Marvel movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually, watching that back now, like, you're right, it's a banging movie. It's a marvel of animation. Yeah. And poor Bob Hoskins acting against himself for, <laughs> like, an hour of the movie. <laughs> yeah. God bless his soul. Um, awesome, right. And then, Ben, Benjamin Hayho. Hello. I, th- I do believe you don't think you've done the cult cast mash. I haven't done this, no. I didn't I even don't. know. When, when everyone keeps
0: men- kept mentioning the, the, this mash thing, I thought <laughs> I'd got to be singing a little song. Or something like that. I, I was expecting it to be a song or a dance, not not. But it's actually something far more intricate and clever.
1: So, well done, you. <laughs> Andrew came up with it. Not me. <laughs> I'm not going to take, take any credit. It's a, a, a lovely, lovely Andrew who uh, who came up with this because I think it's it, it's been pretty funny uh, for getting to know people's tastes. We've had some good ones. Um, yeah, Jason. Well, Jason, what was the one that really cracked you up? Was it,
3: was it Alex O'Neill? Alex Anil, uh, John the Imagine. I don't know why, it just made tears come out of my eyes. And I couldn't stop laughing. And I I feel really bad because he must have thought I was a fucking (laughs) (laughs) arsehole. And I bought his bloody book.
1: (laughs) I think it was very late in the evening in Japan as well, when it was very early in the morning for us, so we were all a bit delirious, but (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Um, Right, Ben, you've heard the rules. We're going to go through. We're going to start out. We're going to make an imaginary scenario Pick two of your favourite video game characters. Okay. Um, two of my favourites. So, one will be uh, Cortana
0: from, from Halo. Perfect.
1: And nice. another one will be Max Payne. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Which Max Payne? Are we talking Hawaiian shirt, bold Max Payne? Or. I mean, I'm, I'm, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Mark <laughs> yeah, it's certainly not Mark Wahlberg. He doesn't enter the equation,
0: <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, No, I think we'll have to go with Max Payne 3 Max Payne. Hawaiian shirt Max Payne is definitely the funniest Max
1: Payne. He's definitely the best Max Payne. I'm right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I feel like your answer for the last game you've played is going to be exactly the same. Uh, Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just before we started this
0: podcast, in fact.
1: Yeah, I I can't
0: stop playing it. So yeah, I'm afraid it's also Halo
1: Infinite. That's that's fine. Okay. I, I don't know enough about Halo to like imagine a scenario. Are there different maps do you want to want to pick a, a specific map? Um I don't really know
0: the maps well enough on it yet. But, you know, let's oh, just I go with the franchise. Noise. Let's just go with let's go with Blood Gulch. Let's spend some time in Blood Gulch together.
1: Okay. I love this. Yeah. Um right. So, sounds romantic yeah. already. <laughs> I'm here for it. God. And then the plot is going to be the film that you think you've watched the most. <laughs> Lost in Translation. Okay, there's just, just really? two characters hanging out in the Blood Gulch,
0: <laughs> waiting for things to happen. Just bored of life together. Uh, yeah, Max has had enough. Cortana is sick to death of, of being an AI, and they, they, they just chat things out together in the middle of Blood Gulch.
1: I love this. Is is Max just there, like, waiting on a big mission, a big commission, just like, with very little to do? <laughs>
0: He's just sort of, like, you know, sitting on the rocks, dangling his legs over the side, you know, talking to Cortana, because she, she'll know this place. She's been here. Yeah. So She's, know, she's there with her boyfriend, be, who she give, doesn't really like. <laughs> she'll be giving him the lowdown. Yeah. Max is quite confused how he got there, obviously, but.
1: Okay, yeah. brilliant. <laughs> and then your favourite song is going to play over the credits.
0: Favourite song's hard, but. I think uh, one of my favorites has got to be Ice Cream Man by Tom
1: Waits. That's a very solid pick. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm loving that. I don't know if I know that
0: song. Bit, uh, yeah, it's quite a bizarre scenario and they put it all together. Actually, <laughs> that's what this is for. I like, I, love I, like it. I like this game. I'm going to do this on my own in <laughs> time.
1: Just come up with different different examples. This is great. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of a one and done thing, but it's a good icebreaker. I always feel. Yeah. I can't even remember if I've done it. I think I've just. But a badge at other people, but it doesn't matter. I'm not doing it now. We haven't got time. That was lovely, <laughs> gents. Thank you very much for uh, for doing that. And um, right, I guess before we dive into the fun, housekeeping. What do we need to talk about in the Lost and Cult camp? I'm not sure when this one's going to go out. But as always, I'd like to encourage anybody who's listening to this on the regular feed to maybe check out our members club. We put a lot of content out there. You can get this podcast a week early. Um, and we also have our Lost Pages are there, which are these incredible commissions of imaginary kind of comic book artworks where we uh, we commission an artist to uh, bring a, bring together a world in a single page. And they're really fucking cool. Um, like, Obviously, we're biased, but, like, mate, the stuff we're doing at the moment, I'm so impressed with our team. Every time I see something John's commissioned or someone else's commissioned, like I'm just blown away. We've, we've got so many talented people wanting to join in. And I think our members club is actually a really, really good hub of amazing content. Um, I am literally being paid to say this, but also uh, I, I'm really impressed with everything we've got in there. And it's just growing. And it's also, it's not that much. Like if, if it's money you won't miss and you want to support us and you love our team, please go check it out. We work really hard on it. Everyone, everyone pops a little bit in there and we, we all really love it. Um, yeah, I think I think that's it for the moment. We haven't got much else to push right before Christmas, it's a good cheer.
2: Yeah, <laughs> good cheer is good.
1: Well, and um, yeah, I've got no idea when this is going out. But if you follow us on Twitter, you may know that zero uh, zero two is very nearly, very nearly out the door. Um, we've, I think, John has got two tons of magazines in his house. <laughs> Bless him. Uh, he seems like he's having a mild breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable, uh, but it's uh, it's real. It's actually real. Uh, people have seen it. John's touched it. Um, so I, you know, with any luck, obviously the world is going through a lot of things, and we're going into the Christmas period. And but it should be with people soon. So we we look forward to hearing people's feedback, and I can't wait for people to actually experience the thing that we've put months and months of effort into.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's very exciting. Yeah. times. Very exciting. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then uh, we also did uh, our first teaser reveal for issue three, which I'm sure you knew was coming because that's how things work. Uh, But we have revealed that this is going to be uh, heavily influenced by the Dreamcast. We had an incredible reveal trailer involving uh, a kind of Shenmue-themed teaser, including the original Shenmue voice actor, which was um, incredible. Absolutely incredible. I didn't know that was happening until I listened to it. Uh, I was absolutely blown away. So, um. Yeah, guys, we're just smashing it. I'm really, I'm so excited with this team. And so, um, volume 003, look for that in the new year. Let's have Christmas. Let's have a break. Um, but we'll, we'll let you uh, support it as soon as we can. Um, so, I guess that's it for housekeeping. Anything else anyone wants to mention before we dive in? No,
0: nope, I think you covered it, mate. That is comprehensive and efficient.
1: Mm-hmm. Lovely. I'm used to doing this by now. <laughs> uh, I, I'm also used to saying issue two is nearly there. So, it's going to be uh... a. <laughs> It's gonna be swapping over to issue three in a couple of months. Um, but yeah, awesome. Right, so let's dive into our game of the year. Um I feel like I guys, I feel like I'm doing mega podcast voice, which I know I do when I've had a drink anyway. But if I if I am being particularly obnoxious, can you just like tell me to shut up a bit? Sure. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> this is my this is my voice normally anyway, I swear. It's not far off, but like I really feel like I go into proper like <laughs> Hello, everyone. Here we are. Um, Right. So, game of the year. Bloody big year. 2021. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm saying 2021 is over. That makes me feel sick. Um, But, yes, it's been a big year, and it's kind of been uh, the real first year for next-gen consoles as well. It's been interesting to see consoles like, you know, the Xbox Series consoles and PS5 finally find their feet, um, as well as Switch having... An incredible year, despite not really having too many AAA releases. Um, It's kind of been held up by a lot of cracking indies, some good, some very well placed releases. Um, I think everyone's had an amazing year. Um, I don't really know what this year like. I guess we didn't have like a a Red Dead or a or a Horizon or or an Uncharted or you know some you know the the idea of like the big AAA blockbuster yet this year, but. I think that's to this year's benefit, to be honest. I think it's given given room for things like Forza, like Halo to make a comeback. Like I think it's been a good year for for people to have a look at what else is on the shelf, to be honest.
2: Yeah.
0: I think you're right, Nate. Yeah. I think there's been there's been so many interesting um, IPs come out, so it's also some new IPs as well. Um, but but it's definitely been a really interesting year for the games and some surprises as well. Um, and and I think you're right. It's like some of those big hitters, those expected big franchise titles, perhaps have been lacking. But I'm I'm all for that personally. I, I love these new things that have been popping up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when the big Nintendo release of the year is Metroid. That's <laughs>
2: yeah. That's, that's a it's we, a weird year. Yeah, it's very surreal, especially when it's a TD Metroid as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, and they pushed the hell out yeah. of it. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen a game promoted so much. I swear, <laughs> to God. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, we do have like games like Pokemon and stuff as well. But you know, I think th- this is the first part of Nintendo. And um, yeah, obviously, you guys own next gen consoles as well. I mean, quite, very briefly, how do you think it's been their, their sophomore years uh, in, in the showings both for PS5 and Xbox? Who's who's got which, and wants to talk?
3: Well, uh, I've I, I, I got the PS5 at launch and um, I've never played Demon's Souls before, but that's an incredible game, incredible launch game, especially if you've not played it before. But um, I think the PS5 uh, has had an interesting um, first half in 2021, you know, with Returnal and uh, Ratchet & Clank, uh, Miles Morales, and... Um, Although I've not played any of those games, but I think 2022 is going to be a more interesting year for me anyway, with, you know, not like Horizon and uh, God of War, Ragnarok round the corner, Gran Turismo 7. Um, but as well, um, yeah, I, I've not played on my PS5 much this year. I don't know why, but, <laughs> uh, it, you know, I played uh, Resident Evil 7 uh a and I, I played Resident Evil 8 Village. Not eight fit, just village and uh, Kida and uh, yeah, I've not really played on it, but I guess I'm waiting for what's at the horizon next year, really. But I know, um, I know this Christmas is going to be a good year for Xbox, if anything. Mm. You know, Halo Infinite. You know, I'm not going to get the chance to play it, but I know a lot of people are enjoying it, so I think that's going to be like probably the big game this Christmas, I guess.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think there's an argument to be made for Game Pass being the big product this Christmas.
2: Yeah, one thing I was going to say because um, I don't have a next gen console, um, I've got um, I've got a PC, and I managed to I was very lucky. I managed to snag a 3080 GPU when they were having all the shortages and stuff. But um, I'm shocked by how much I've been sucked into the Xbox ecosystem, despite not having an Xbox, because I've been on Game Pass like so much this year. And I'm actually shocked how many old games I've played um, through Game Pass rather than new games. It was actually when we were filling out the sheet to put in our games of the year. It was kind of shocking how I was trying to remember what games I'd played this year, were, which were actually from this year. Because there's just so, so much stuff on there. Like we talked a little bit about um, the Judgment series earlier, but I went through on Game Pass, started playing the Yakuza games. And mm. it's just a staggering amount of content that is on there and (laughs) like i played yakuza zero and uh, yakuza i think it's kuami zero and and it was just basically like i think i put in over 40 hours of it on it and i just didn't even know the games had that much depth so i think game pass has just been awesome for kind of just taking a chance on things you might not have taken a chance on before and you just end up playing a lot more games because of it
0: that is what it's perfect for, isn't it? It's just, yeah. it's just introducing you to things that you, you probably wouldn't be taking a punt on and spending money to buy individually. But it, it really has been Game Passes year. And whenever they put up an announcement of what's coming, it's always like another four to eight editions every yeah. single time they have a wave of stuff. And you're like, there's big titles on there, you know, and they keep doing it. So it really has been a good year for it. Um, I just got actually, it's been my year for the consoles, really. I picked up the PS5 and the very recently the Series X this year. And I've been playing a lot on PC, but I've been doing game pass on PC. Yeah. Like similarly to you, I guess, and Mark, um, but switching over now, I've had the Xbox series X for maybe two weeks um, switching over. It's just, it is. It ju- everything just works perfectly. Obviously it's designed with that Xbox. It is so convenient. You just go. You scroll through, you're like, yeah, I'll download all these, stick them all on there, and then you've just got this library out of nowhere, yep. like from nothing to a library of about 40 games mm-hmm. I wanted to play in, in an hour. It's mad, you know? It's wonderful. Yeah, I really love these next-gen consoles, both of them.
1: Yeah, especially the work that Xbox has done in terms of backwards compatibility. Like, we've just seen Sonic Unleashed get a second <laughs> win yeah. because of a 60 <laughs> yeah. frames per second boost, and people are like, oh, my God, this is the game we've wanted to play for years. Like it's incredible the work that they're doing in terms of like preservation. I'm not going to say preservation because there is still DRM issues and things like that, but like backwards compatibility, at least, uh, I I think they they should be commended for what they're doing to bring these games uh, back to life. And yeah, you're right. People pick up an Xbox. Yeah. There might not be the massive AAA games, but also they've got this entire history of games they can dive into and they've never played better. They've never looked better. Like that's, that's great. If you can't see the value in some (laughs) old games, like that, then, you, you know, what you, what game are you going to be happy with?
3: It baffles me why um, the PS5... It's like, since PS4 came out, they were, like, drip-feeding uh, PS2 emulated games onto PSN, because, in theory, there's a PS2 emulator on the, uh, the operating system for both PS4 and PS5. And it'd just be nice if Sony just allowed us to slip our old discs in and play those games. Or even you know, put a PS1 emulator on there because a lot of people still collect and want to play old games. You know, hence why backwards compatibility is being, like, so commended, you know, in terms of Xbox. I, I think with PS3 it, it, it might be a bit more of a complicated proposition for PS4 and PS5, but yeah, I've got, you know, I'm not in the Xbox ecosystem anymore but I'm a bit envious of what I've seen recently, you know, like... Um, the way the Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy runs on uh, the Series X, apparently, or Ridge Racer 6 being backwards compatible. You know, I I love that game back on the 360. And then some of the older OG Xbox games being backwards compatible more so recently. So, um, yeah, if I could get a Series X maybe at some point, I will do. But...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think what I'd like to see uh, PlayStation do and I it's not often I say this but I'd like to see them take a leaf from Nintendo and maybe the ps plus features a library of ps1 and ps2 games um, just just available as a as a you know as a library to download and play
3: Does P- I, I, I've not tried PS now before I mean, PS now is more of a streaming you know its legacies from uh, on live which came out not- years ago yeah. Uh, and that was really good back then, even with the way the internet was back in 2011. But um, I think I think PS2 games are on PS now. Um, ah,
1: then yeah, they I are. I didn't. I'm
0: not too are. sure. I didn't.
3: Yeah. I didn't know enough about it. And PS they
0: games. are they are on there. Yeah, but I, like I don't know. I mean, my internet's pretty pretty good, but like the streaming on PS now is just diabolical for me. Just can't get anything to to run well through it. I don't know if that's just me or if they just haven't really got that. So they don't seem to, they don't seem very invested in PS can Now. You, it. A, for can the you adult. download
1: games on PS Now?
0: Yeah, PS Now also has downloaded games. So it's 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 the, it's the most it's the, the closest equivalent you have to Game Pass is PS Now, right. essentially. Um, okay. But it's but they they don't push it anywhere near as much, and it doesn't have anywhere near as many additions. But every now and then they will chuck an absolute banger on there. Like recently yeah. they had Red Dead. Uh, Redemption Two, that was just thrown on there, and that's how I played that in the end. I played it through PS Now, so they do add some good stuff. It's just much more irregular.
3: Okay, fair. Just as a trivial point, um, PS Now, well, or you know, the streaming actually runs on their uh, Microsoft servers, you know, because uh, <laughs> they they use Microsoft Azure. Uh, a, a I can't pronounce the word Azure, the so sort of, you <laughs> know, servers. So um, yeah, they're both on the same thing, basically. <laughs> Funnily enough. <laughs> nice,
1: right, lads. Should we dive into our game of the year awards? Let's let's, let's it. get it going. Let's do it. So, so, what we're gonna do? I think what the, the best thing to do is to go through everyone's uh, nominations and maybe decide amongst us the kind the the council who we think is uh, actually uh, the winner. Are you just holding up tormented souls? <laughs> All right, the, you can you can put that vote in, but there's the, the more you might get outvoted. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Unless if there's a real like sweeping winner, which I don't think there is in any category. Um. Oh no. Maybe that one. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, um. Yeah. Let's have, let's have a little look through. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry. I'm just staring at a Google Doc instead of talking. <laughs> uh, yeah. So first up, guys, we have in our inaugural Cultcast Awards, the CCAs, as they are to be known from now on. We've got. Best narrative game, um, I myself threw in The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which is a game I think nobody else has played, but that's fine. <laughs> um, we've also got on there Resident Evil Village, Psychonauts 2, a couple of votes for Deathloop, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Shin Megami Tensei. Who who wants to throw in a real, uh, a real vote for something? Because at the moment, it looks like Deathloop has got the most votes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm quite happy to put my hand up because I was one of those Deathloop votes. Um, <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so it wouldn't be right if I didn't back its corner here. Um, Deathloop, narratively, what what really what I find amazing about Deathloop is not just the story it tells, and the story is very very interesting. It's a, it's a mystery that unfolds. It's fascinating. You want to know about the loop, its creation, why it's happening. You want to get to the bottom of it. But also, when I was considering this category, I was also also thinking about. The way in which a narrative is presented and the way in which Deathloop does it through these loop mechanics, it's it's really innovative to do that. We get a lot of games now, like these sort of, you know, roguelikes and stuff like that, and they have to do something really special in order to stand out. Hades did it through its narrative. It developed a narrative in a very clever way. Deathloop does it in an equally clever way, the way it uses this loop, but making it so you're not just starting again Every, there's new information being fed through to you all the time and it's all fascinating and just chipping away at the surface a little bit more about what is going on to Colt in this world and why he's going through this again and again and again it, all, it also is hilarious it's a really funny game and that all sort of comes through in the story so for, for both the story itself and the way it's told that's why I voted for Death as Best Narrative.
1: Okay, I'm here. I haven't played it, but I know Arcane have got a really good dark sense of humour in all their games. So I can only imagine Deathloop is going to carry that over. Um, what else is on there, Resident Evil? Who who wants to back something else
2: before we just all agree on Deathloop? <laughs> I mean, I, I could put forward more to do with Psychonauts 2, but ultimately my vote was because I'd played very few plot-heavy games this year and I didn't play <laughs> Deathloop. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'll say I voted for Psychonauts 2 just because I thought it was a fun game and it had a nice light-hearted plot with good, like a, a nice little bit of... a. Uh, a nice little bit of like a, a struggle for the characters, kind of gearing it through, but it, it's not the most innovative of experiences. So I'd happily concede.
1: <laughs> all right, all right, Jason, you you've picked a game I nearly picked. You went with Shin Megami Tensei Five.
3: Well, I've not played Death Loop. <laughs> 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 I've certainly not played Arkadots too. I've not played the original, Um but Shin Megami Tenso Five. From what I've played so far, I'm really. I'm really intrigued by the story, um, you know, the whole the whole demons and, you know, say, you know, the hell and all of that stuff, hell world. And uh, the thing that's really intrigued me is um, it feels a bit like Pokemon to me, but a very dark Pokemon. And uh, I know the series came out before Pokemon existed, but um, it's when you talk to the demons to try and recruit them, and it's just some of the things to come out with. And it's just made me laugh more so than any other game I've played in recent years and if that's any you know that's good narrative to me you know uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's like it's trying to take the piss out of you basically and uh, yeah I'm just gonna have to go with that game for now all
1: right yeah. I'm, I, I'm I'm am right there with you I've I I uh, obviously reviewed shipping amitensei five it's a very funny game and the story goes places it gets dark. It's also weirdly funny. There's a lot of like interpersonal stuff in the school, as well as gods versus demons, battles for the entire world, interspersed between like real human connections. It's a funny and very weird game. And you're right, when you actually try and um, barter with the demons to get them to join your team, some of the stuff they come out with is really funny. Um, like some of them will just straight up tell you to like fuck off, or say like call you a sex offender. It's <laughs> it's, it's really weird. <laughs> or they'll be like, what's with your hair? And like they ask you so many strange. It's such a strange game. I love it.
3: Um, are you a boy? Or are you a girl? <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like for the sake of going with with the votes, and Ben made a very passionate case there. I'm happy to go with Deathloop. I, yeah, I On mean, the death I, loop. One category,
0: <laughs> yeah. one category for death loop succeeded. There, I've just got the rest of going yeah. up. <laughs> not,
1: not, not that I'm, I'm the be all end all, but yeah, I feel um, like that's 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 two votes for death loop, and I, I agree with that. It could get Game of the Year
3: at the Game Awards, possibly.
1: It could. It's nominated. It very much could do.
3: I mean, Sekiro was a bit of an underdog, I reckon, two years ago to get the uh, Game of the Year award. So who well, knows? Got,
1: yeah, Sekiro did, didn't it? it who, did. Who did it beat out? Was that 2019? It must yeah. have, No, Red Dead was 2018, wasn't it? What was 2019? Um,
3: 2019, I think. Isn't it? It beat Luigi's Mansion Three. I can't believe Resident it. Evil Two Remake was in there. I think. Ooh, that's very good. That,
1: yeah. E- but yeah.
3: Oh god, that was
1: incredible. That game. Right, oh, anyway, oh, mate, I'm right. I'm right. It's it's like mechanically almost a perfect video game. Yes, it's incredible. Yes. Yeah, right. Let's move on, guys. Let's move on. Next up, we have best art design. Um, which okay, uh, actually no, there's two there's two ga- there's two games I've got the same amount of votes. So I myself went with Neo: The World Ends with You, which uh, has got incredible art design. It all looks fantastic. Uh, it runs fairly well on Switch, and be, it looks I, absolutely. I could talk about the game for days. We've got two votes for Resident Evil Village. We've got two votes for Returnal. We've got one vote for Eastward, and one vote for Artful Escape. So again, again, I haven't played a lot of these games, so I'm so sorry. I don't know why I posted this, but I haven't played half of these games. But I bet Andrew has played even less. So. <laughs> um who wants to who wants to jump in about anything who's played resident evil
2: who's played returnal i want to hear about these games i mean i'll say straight up that if i hadn't voted for eastwood i would have voted for resident evil village um it's just an incredible looking game anyway um the res um, it's not even i always call it the resident evil engine but it's the reach for the moon engine it's very mm-hmm. confusing, for the moon engine yeah yeah <laughs> very confusing but um that engine is incredible anyway. Every every single game they've used it in has looked absolutely brilliant. From like Devil May Cry Five to RE Seven, like it all. Monster just the looked, Hunter Rise, yeah, it's Monster Run. Hunter Rise, like it, it just looks awesome anyway. But I was really just kind of stunned by how photorealistic some of the stuff in Village looks, and especially because it's such like a it's such like a it's a game that runs so fluidly anyway. It's just kind of, it really helps with the immersion in those games. And it's so important, like those moments where you've got the characters actually up in your face, um, it's probably some of the most realistic looking kind of conversations I've seen in a game. And one little fun tidbit when I started playing um, Village was I just was looking around, the because you start off in the winter's home. And I was just thinking, wow, like this really does look like insanely realistic. And I just got out my phone and I took a picture of, um, I was just looking at the sofa, this like little armchair, like next to where you start the game and it's got like a cushion on it. I was like, that looks like an insanely realistic chair. And I took a picture of it with my phone and I just played a prank on some of my mates. I just sent the picture around and I was like, what do you reckon of this armchair? Like I'm thinking about buying it. And everyone was responding to me as if it was a real chair. And then like <laughs> after a while, after a while, it's just like, no, it's not a real chair. It's from a video game. And I'm like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. so that's a testament to how good that game looks. Amazing. I, I've I've been watching the um, RKG. I've just started a playthrough of it,
1: uh, and I and I've been watching a couple of episodes of that. I don't want to. I think I'll stop now because I don't want to ruin the game for myself. Um, but I was like, I'll happily watch the first hour. It looks banging. That living room before uh, Chris Redfield comes in looks amazing.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Ben, I mean what you you put Returnal. I wanna hear about Returnal, a game I haven't yeah, played but I'm yeah, desperate to.
0: So I mean I yeah, I put Returnal. Um, you know, Returnal yeah. is a is a stunning game in terms of the the architecture and um, the way it all comes together. It's very fluid. There's sort of there's a, sort of a an an aquatic element to the game. A little bit the enemy designs and things like that, there's sort of these squid designs and 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 then it's it's all of this sort of fluidity presented in a very rigid architectural world and so I kind of went with it on the on the basis of this and isn't it's like the deepest blacks and then the brightest colors all come together it's in the, and it, it's, it's very beautiful um, so creatively I think returnal is that does something visual very artistically well you know um, but equally, I was very close to going for Resident Evil Village myself because <laughs> they 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 also have done something incredible with the the hyper reality of it, and again the architecture of that that area. They 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 spent a long time studying how places like that should look, you know, and and, and from from where it's set. So. I, yeah, Returnal was my artistic choice but actually Resident Evil Village is a perfectly good suitable candidate for this in the way that it does it, it, hyper-realistic architecture and just sheer beautiful landscapes that it created. So, mm. you know, I'm, I'm I'm actually a big advocate for both of these. It's good choices. Right.
1: Jason, how are you feeling?
3: You know, uh, I can't remember what I put, Nate, but um, I have a you, feeling you, it was you Village. You put Resident Evil Village. Village is such an interesting looking game because of the, the main... Inv- you know, the, the main different environments that are in the game, like the uh, the, the castle, uh, the house, uh, the steel factory. But um, the, the things that also stand out really, the most of Resident Evil games normally are the creature designs. And um, I think Village has it in spades in terms of all the very different, you know, enemies and creatures and the mutations and uh again, the architecture, it's such a, it's a very complete game, you know, and it's got a lot of different elements in terms of, uh, you know, gameplay narratives, you know, uh, it's got action, it's got puzzle solving, it's got stealth. Um, I I was playing it on the PS5, and I, I, I sometimes felt like the graphics weren't as good as Resident Evil 2 Remake, and that might have been because there was a lot of rain effects and rv2 remake but yeah village art design is exceptional you know i'd definitely buy an art book if there is one for it that's all i can say really yeah,
2: yeah man. the character oh. design as well as the monsters are just awesome as well like um
3: the it's, it's de- a game
2: oh. yeah yeah the arms dealer um i think the duke is, is his the name duke, that's and, it. Um, yeah So obviously lady dimitrescu set the whole world on fire but, <laughs> that was a fun month. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the the four lords are really cool as well. Like Heisenberg has a really cool character design. That's quite to me. He felt like a Devil May Cry character that had dropped into a Resident Evil game. He was very yes. cool. Yes. Yeah,
1: man. Yeah, I think from the little I've seen of it as well. Um, Resident Evil always seems to do humans fairly well. Yeah, like it's it's one of the only games where they don't feel weird and janky. Like they don't feel real they're artistically they're, they're created with a, with a certain character but they don't feel out of place I think Capcom have really nailed something yeah. along that and I, their character design is always phenomenal
3: you, you know when you talk about that, like, the thing that was really curious for me was the design of Chris when he was first revealed for Village because he looks very much like Chris as you know him from like Resi 5 and 6 but more close to um, the Fendetta CGI film if you've watched that but What was really interesting was the debate about um, the character design that he had in um, Resident Evil 7, because he looks totally different. And then it got me thinking, is that the real Chris Redfield? You know, (laughs) 7, is that the real Chris? Or is it just Capcom being Capcom, where sometimes they are a bit inconsistent over the games and the years with the character designs? You know, just like how Jill looks massively different you know, Revelations and Resi 5 and and, and so forth, uh, or how Claire looks different across all the different games that she's been in and the CGI films. Yeah, they're, they're, they are really good at character designer. You know, Capcom are exceptional. Artists, exceptional. I,
1: I think a lot of it is just at different points, it's different artists doing it and people animate and, and you know, when even when it's a 3D sculpture, people draw in different ways to, so like, it's everyone's interpretation of the character, but um, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Chris looks like a potato in Village. He's <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it's
3: <a> brick wall. <laughs> I think um, I think there was an image that leaked uh, the other day um, for the wrong reasons, uh, showing um, a new design for Wesker in the Resident Evil it's 4 indeed, remake. yeah. And I felt like he had this really cool thespian look to him, you know, he looked really oh, smart. Cool. i seen that. What's
2: that sorry? Yeah, the, I've not seen that. That sounds no, cool. The um cool. the the
1: American VA for Wesker, um, who is also, for all intents and purposes, not a very nice person. But I won't <laughs> go into that. You can Google that yourself. Thanks. Um, was sh- was sharing with fans NDA'd artwork of oh, uh, fuck. Wesker. In the upcoming Resident Evil 4 remake, oh, no. he was just he was just sending it to fans and being like, "You can't tell anyone about this." <laughs> and obviously, people are like, uh, "Yeah, we we'll, to share we'll keep it." Keep it quiet. It looks banging though. I know Wesker looks really good. I, I like it. Yeah. Gotta look that. Up. But, but the black guy's getting fired. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm so happy. Yeah, <laughs> he's such a dick. He's he's awful, and he's not even the best voice actor. He's not even the best Wesker voice actor. So, yeah, right. Anyway, let's circle back round. So, art design. I feel like we're all fairly happy if we land on Resident Evil Village for this. Yes. Yeah. Bang in. Resi Village. That is a win for you. Next up, we have something I think is going to be a little bit more contentious. Best soundtrack. Because this is very subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone... There's also, every single vote is for a different game. <laughs> <laughs> every single vote. Uh, so I've gone for Nier Replicants. We've got The Medium, Eastward. Death Loop, Laurie. Has Laurie voted for anything else? Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Artful Escape, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Shimigami Tensei Five. All right, I'm I'm gonna have to make a decent case for Neo Replicant here because that is an incredible soundtrack it's really well performed it's really emotional it lends itself to the game which is itself quite emotional anyway and it's good reinterpretations of what was already a classic soundtrack anybody who's played a yokotara game um, is going to know that like he just understands the assignment he nails it and i think it elevates near replicant from a very very good action rpg to like an, an unforgettable video game i that stuck with me all year i love that game um, but I don't know if anybody else has played it or said the soundtrack. Haven't.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have played
0: a Nier game and I'm not right. sure which one it is. Um I did I know I didn't like it very much. Um, but, <laughs> so, <that's cool. laughs> but I do remember the music being very good. So, you know, and, and and I've I've heard people talk about Nier soundtracks, you know, so much because they, they are powerful. They're incredibly robust and well put together soundtracks, and they they elevate from what I remember, they elevate battle sequences in particular incredibly Mm. well, which and battle music can often get lost um, a little bit. It has to, but but it, but it hit different. Um, So it's, it's a very good choice and uh, yeah, I
1: like, I like it. All right. We're going to need, we're going to need other people to make some arguments. Who wants to bat for their given soundtrack?
2: I mean, I'll bat for Eastwood just in terms of, I actually voted Eastwood for best soundtrack and best art design for very similar reasons because it's quite a, um, It's kind of like an old school kind of top down RPG that kind of evokes um, Legend of Zelda, those old school Zelda games and kind of a bit of Earthbound as well, Mother series. So it's got a level of quirkiness to its soundtrack that I really enjoyed. Um, The thing is, it doesn't have many tracks in it, so it really needs to have good tracks because a lot of them are kind of repeated for like every time there's a bit of like plot or there's a little bit, that they kind of go back to these same recurring themes throughout, but it's just really nice kind of like chip tune music that makes you think of old school 16 bit RPGs basically. But Mm. that's all I can really say. It was very, very catchy and it was never a chore to listen to. Sounded awesome.
1: Okay. Jason, I know your pick and it's a, it's a soundtrack. I absolutely loved Uh Shimigami Tensei five again. May that, that, soundtrack fucking kicks ass it's like like heavy metal like but weird ethereal it's got like weird angel noises and shit in it it's mental and i
3: love and I, it you know uh, I, I say i'll play a lot of jrpgs and you know a lot of them have got a typical same you know some of the soundtrack you know a lot of piano led tracks and a lot of stuff that elevates battle sequences and what not, and obviously, Final Fantasy soundtracks are always great, and I still listen to Crodo Cross every week, you know, for the past decade. But because it's such an amazing soundtrack, check it out. Uh, but Shin Megami Tensei 5 is quite interesting because um, when you're going through like the overworld, you've got this, like you're saying, Nate, you've got this really ethereal, godlike, angels or demons kind of soundtrack in the background which is like nihilistic and it's very quirky and it, it gives you really weird feelings and <clears throat> but I like when you go into the normal battles it's silent, it's quite silent and then when you initiate your attack if if it's your turn at the start of the battle, it then just kicks it up again and this whole like rock soundtrack just kicks in yeah. and it, it really elevates you it gets you proper in the mood and it makes me want to keep having more battles. So it's like listening to that song, it, it kind of made me think about um, Devil May Cry 5, where, you know, it, it could be quite silent and then suddenly you run into a group of enemies and, like, Devil Trigger just kicks in. Or, you know, yeah. it, it, it that, that kind of thing. Or, or sometimes in some battles in uh, Shin Megami, um, you've got, like, a techno soundtrack going on. So, you know, I'm into a lot of, like, dance music and a little bit of rock and you know, very like chill out, ethereal music. So it, it it just it hits all the right notes for me. And it's very quite unusual for a Japanese RPG soundtrack. So it's yeah. I'm I'm just spellbounded by it but at the moment. Very spellbounded.
1: I'm right there with you. When you begin to like talk to the enemies as well, it goes into this weird like who wants yeah, to be yeah, a millionaire yeah, yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it goes like dudun <laughs> And then, like, as soon as you start fighting, it rips into a guitar solo, and this guy just goes, And it's like, it's so good. I, I, I'm, yeah.
3: I, I don't know. I. Wicked sound design. Very clever. Very it. clever.
1: Okay. What else have we got? Ben, what, I want to hear about The Artful Escape, because this is what? a game I know nothing about.
0: The Artful Escape, you know we were talking about things you just find on Game Pass, and they're just things you try. Well, this was one of them for me, and it's also turned out to be one of my favourite games of the year. So the Artful Escape is a very short, it's like a three-hour experience. It's not going to take up your life. But it is an an audiovisual experience. It's designed for how it looks. And I totally understand why Joshua on our votes there voted for Artful Escape for art direction as well, because it's designed to, to look incredible and then to sound incredible and they, they go hand in hand it's all about a musician it's about like this this folk musician kid who lives in the shadow of one of his relatives who's very famous he does he's not really he doesn't feel it but he feels like he has to do it and then what it turns into is a crazy cosmic space adventure like something from from um you know Terry Pratchett or something like that where he's like flying through space discovering that he's actually this crazy space wizard shredding guitarist and this was his true calling. It's loosely based on the idea of David Bowie discovering his Ziggy Stardust persona and traveling to London to 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 create it essentially. And and th- th- this story is about this kid finding and creating his identity. And what it does is it's all about the, those those note beats to what's going on on screen, so the visuals and the music, and everything marries up really well. And it's got this great little feature where if you just hold, at least on Xbox, you hold X no matter where you are in the game, he whops this like laser guitar out and then he just starts like shredding all these amazing notes, like in like Pink Floyd style. And whatever level you're on, whatever amazing piece of music is playing, it fits perfectly over the top. I don't think I let go of the X button from the start <laughs> to the finish of the game. It was just constant. So it was it was that for me. It's a, it's a blitz and soundtrack, but it's, it's, the game was made for it. The game was made as a transportation tool for the music. And, um, and it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful soundtrack.
1: Yeah. Very oh cool. God. guys. I don't know what I'm going to go. I don't know. I, I don't know how to how to go about this because I'm I'm torn. Like because I've 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 heard a little bit of the Artful Escapes uh, soundtrack when it was originally revealed during Summer Games Fest last year. I kind of heard about mm-hmm. it, so I I know it looks and sounds amazing. Um, I don't know. Does anybody else feel tempted to vote for something else, or do we have any sort of consensus? <laughs> This is this
0: isn't helpful. This, this is a tricky one. This, yeah, I, I feel. I, for me, it's so deserving. I can't back down from it because I was already annoyed they got snubbed at the joysticks. <laughs> so <laughs> uh,
1: I'm already angry on behalf of uh, the Artful Escape. <laughs> I mean, I've I've listened to it. I know it's really really good. Um, I, I do like Shimigami Tensei, and I do. I really wish anybody else had listened to Near Replicant, but I'm gonna have to back down on that, obviously. All right. We're going to have to move on to, lads, how do we feel about going with Artful Escape? I feel like it's 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 a game that deserves it, especially because it's a good game, as well as uh, being intrinsically linked to an incredible soundtrack.
3: I'm happy with we it. Feel,
1: we feel all right with that?
3: I've not heard it, but I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there we go. It's
0: very, street, it's very sweet of you,
1: Jason. <laughs> what are we going to have to throw down there? <laughs> right. I mean, yeah, obviously we haven't all played all of this game, so this That's is gonna right. happen more than once. <laughs> right. Next up we have Best Indie, which I think is another one where everyone has voted for a different game, which is really helpful. Yes. I voted for Death's Door, we've got a vote for Mundorn, we've got a vote for Chicory, we've got a vote for unpacking. Ben, what did you vote for? You're going into the galaxy's go oh no no no, not Ben, sorry, Joshua. He Joshua just didn't vote for a game. And then we have Tormented Souls. So that is just loads of different games. Great. Um, yep. And off we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Has anybody else played Death Store?
2: No, I really, really want to. I feel like yeah. if I had, I might have voted it for this, but I've not played it. It looks like my cup of tea, but... Mate, it's
0: so good. I'm in exactly so the same good. place. I just yeah. really want to play it. I just haven't had a chance yet. And yeah, I'm, all, I'm almost certain that when I do, I'd, I'd, I'd probably be going for it because just, it just looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> <looks> so good. <laughs>
1: I I hate to be a games journalist, but it's a little bit Zelda and a little bit Dark Souls. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Beautiful. But but in like an amazing way. It's got like this really incredible little map that feels way bigger than it is, but you slowly like discover shortcuts and ways that like come in on itself and the action is incredible. You unlock so many cool items and there's secrets in every corner. Oh, dude, I love it so much. I love it so much. It's just like a little isometric like... Like Dark Souls with with Zelda like items of progression and Yeah, it's it's incredible. I I I, I was very torn between this and Road Night Six, um, which is oh, also very, cool. very good. I've
2: not played that either. That looks very cool. There's just too many games this year, guys. I just yeah, can't bloody bloody see <laughs> yeah. I have fatigue. Yeah. <laughs> There's not enough. Time. I I think I had to put
1: my foot down because I think if I came back next year and I wanted to replay a game, I'd probably replay Death's Door. Um not that Road 96 was a bad one, but anyway, that's not what I voted for. We can't also do no. on-road <laughs> <Visions here. laughs> um, right who else, who else wants to talk about a pick?
2: I mean, I'll speak about chicory just because um, I didn't really know too much about it um, going into it and it just kind of completely took me by surprise. Um, not sure how much people know about it, but it's kind of like a um, it's kind of like a, a classic link to the past style Zelda game. But the main mechanic is to do with using a paintbrush. So you can draw on literally every single screen of the overworld and dungeon. And it just it has a very creative um, use of that mechanic in order to solve puzzles. You can literally color in every single character, every single building, customize the game to exactly how you kind of want it to look. It's just very, very cool.
1: Okay. I, I i've been intrigued by that when i've seen it it's not on switch yet, is it
2: i don't think so i played it on uh, steam but i think it's on i think it's on ps5 as well i'm not sure about switch yet
1: i'm i'm intrigued by that one i i'm typically i'll i'll <laughs> i'll play it when it's on switch yeah um, but <laughs> and then ben i want i want to hear about unpacking as well because this is a game i'm really intrigued by
0: yeah unpacking's super interesting um Again, one that just sort of came out of nowhere for me, um, but it's, it's 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 a game. It 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 really does do what it says on the tin. You unpack boxes and then you put things in places around homes. But what's incredibly simple as a concept, what it does amazingly well is tells tells a story. Um, of a, it follows a person from like the mid '90s when they're very young through to sort of now, and each home is sort of a different point in their life and you're unpacking. So you're hitting these kind of key moments in their life. And as you're unpacking these boxes, all of the items tell a story of where that person is in their life and how the items change over time, become more mature, Though there might still be a toy from when they were younger, you might still find that toy later on in life because it holds sentimental value. So there's loads of little things and you sort of identify what's happening to this person through their life. Um, depending on where they are. Have they had to move back with their parents again? This is weird. Or you can tell if they're living with somebody or something like that because there's there's stuff in the drawers where you're trying to put your stuff. And it's just a really clever way of telling a story without having characters, without having dialogue. And um, I've never seen it done before. I've never seen it done. Uh, this, this is something that perhaps would be a mini game in something else. But I've never seen anyone craft an entire game out of this concept. And uh, it's really cute. And it's... Um, You'll get, it'll get your nostalgia going. Some of the things that you pull out of the boxes from the, from the 90s, you will recognize and have owned and it will remind you, really make you smile. Um, and uh, something that really made me laugh. I don't know if you saw it, but there was, um, I saw a lot of stuff going online where they got to a stage where there was a GameCube and, um, loads of young people today just didn't know what the fuck this thing was (laughs) (laughs) they're trying they're trying to like put it in the kitchen next to the toaster like it's going to make some delicious cheesy treats and it's like no you can't you can't put that there that has to go somewhere (laughs) and um but the game also does that really well the challenge is to find suitable places for things to go but there isn't one place for everything but you can't put it anywhere you like you have to find one of the suitable locations um around around the rooms so it was a really nice game for me, just very different, very, very fresh. Just what indies do best, you know?
1: Nice. I yeah, I'm intrigued. That's another one I want to dip into and I've loved the look of. Um and then before we move on, Jason, what is Tormented Souls? You've you've been holding it up <laughs> and taunting us with it. I've got no idea what that game is. I've never heard of
3: it. I think I think I put it down as my Game of the Year, Nate. I wonder if... Uh... <laughs>
1: yeah. You, you have?
0: Yeah. I have no idea
3: what this <laughs> game is, Jason. Let's save it for then. Um, what Ben was going on about just now, uh, it made me think of Shenmue for some reason. Because um, obviously it's 21 years since uh, today, since Shenmue came out in the EU. And that was uh, one of those... One of the first and probably only games I've ever played where... You go round your own house, going through drawers and looking at clothes, and I remember going in the living room and pulling a, a Sega Saturn out and putting it on top of the TV.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, I've never
3: had a Saturn, but, um, you know, Shenmue was really unique for that back then, you know, looking at socks in the drawer, clothes, uh, pulling out tape cassettes, uh, you know looking through everything on all the different shelves you know and um what ben described there sounds like something that would really intrigue me um especially it's something i wouldn't normally play so yeah that's quite interesting that game
2: i played a little bit of unpacking i've probably played it for a couple of hours and it definitely hit me in the feels a fair few times it's really good um can totally see why you voted for it and it's got such great little details as well like um talking about the gamecube um i couldn't work out what some of the boxes were because there's a lot of like jewel cases and dvds and stuff like that and then i actually realized which ones were the gamecube ones because even though it's just not that detailed pixel art you can kind of actually you can kind of fill in the gaps because you know what the box arts look like and that's the thing that was so cool to me because yeah. i i could tell which gamecube games they were just by looking at a couple of pixels <laughs> it's fucking wicked it's really cool
1: <sighs> all right how are we feeling gents i i i really want to make a, a decent pitch for death's door but also it sounds like unpacking is is a is a hot contender i mean
0: am um, i haven't played death's door no, and i, I am very sure that it's a deserving winner of this category if you have played it and believe it to be so as much as i love unpacking unpacking is a beautiful experience i'm sure death's door is
1: start to finish a really robust game it's it's, oh god it's got some incredible bosses i love all the little npcs it's got really good music i don't know yeah yeah. i'm i'm a huge advocate for it right guys we've got a lot to get through so i'm going to go with it Death store, Yeah.
2: Deathstore. Right. okay by me. Let's <laughs> do it.
1: Yeah, fine by me. No. Luckily, <laughs> a lot of the next picks um, have have um, one clear winner in terms of votes. Yeah. So we can just chat about noms and then we can discuss the winner.
0: That's good. That's
1: nice. So um, not everyone has to have a pitch and we, we can kind of start to breeze through because I'm aware that we're taking a little while. Yes. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so passionate. So much passion. <laughs> Well, that's not it. enough argument. It's, it's just nice to chat about games you love, isn't it? It's just nice yeah. to like, especially not to have to be too critical. And you can just be like, I like this. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> right. Our next category is best action game. The nominees being Metroid Dread, Resident Evil Village, Ratchet and Clank, Deathloop. Um, oh yeah. And that's it. <laughs> so a mere, a mere four noms. Um, I went with Metroid Dread. I, it's my game of the year. Spoilers. Um, I think it's mechanically the best Metroid game. I think it's the best action game I've played this year, personally, mm-hmm. followed very closely by Monster Hunter Rise, though I don't know how much I'd count that as an action game. But in terms of pure unadulterated action moment to moment, I think Metroid Dread is an impeccable experience. Um, real tight eight-hour game that is unforgettable with some insane boss fights and a really, really smart use of different weapons and abilities. Um, so who's played what else? I want to hear. Resident Evil
2: Village. Village. Who's, I, I went with Village as action just because it is it is basically first-person Resident Evil 4. Um, they really kind of pull back from the survival horror aspect. Well, there's still an element of that, but the horror element is kind of more in the background in favor for just guns, blazing action the guns are really satisfying the combat is really satisfying it has a shitload of replay value it is the only game i've ever done a speed run of (laughs) i would never (laughs) ever get the urge to do that for any game and the fact that i actually wanted to do do it for this one is kind of a testament to how satisfying it is just to pick up and play and lots of extra gameplay modes as well like mercenaries really fun
1: oh man i loved the mercenaries mode on four yeah god that was so good um, awesome. I mean, anybody else want to, want to bat for either the other ones? Deathloop and Ratchet and Clank. No one, I don't think anyone here has, but who's played Ratchet and Clank? Anybody? I played it. Laurie, Laurie, Laurie but a never vocal. played a Ratchet and Clank game. Okay. But I, I played the 2016 one and that was very good. But Deathloop, in terms of action, Ben, talk to me.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, Deathloop, Deathloop's a very good, very good action game. I, I wouldn't say it holds up to, to some of the others on this list, to be honest. It's, um, it, it, the creativity in how you go at the combat is where it really shines. But when you're standing, having a one-on-one gunfight with somebody, there's nothing particularly awe-inspiring about it. But it's the creativity in how you go about how you want to fight. Um, that's where that's where Deathloop really shines. Um, my, my personal vote was actually for Metroid Dread as well. I don't think I've... Um, the, it was the, the the fluidity of that combat. Um, it, it was just it was seamless. And, and the way that every little detail have been thought about. Like, bosses, if you manage to parry bosses, there's a specific animation just for parrying if you choose for some reason to parry a boss, which you totally don't have to do. In <laughs> fact, I don't think I ever did, but I started seeing videos online. People are like, you do know if you parry this, it's like an entire different animation. And it's like, that is so cool. You've covered everything. Yeah. So my vote was for Metroid Dread. But at the same time, I totally agree. Village village combat was is absolutely brilliant. It's so fun. Um, really fun to play. I love... Resident Evil anyway, and I love first-person shooters, so I'm happy with that as well. I think it's a great show.
1: Nice. I mean, I, have you seen um, obviously there was the famous Kraid uh, video that went round <laughs> yeah. when people had unlocked the bombs early, but have you seen when um, someone's unlocked like the, the little warp shift early as well, and then beaten Kraid, and they've warped to Kraid, and it's an entire different animation they've done. No way. And you, and you, you are like hours away from getting that item and they've put in an animation for you warping to create with that item that's it um mate they're incredible um luckily we don't have to choose because there is was a clear winner with the votes and that was resident evil village well done well done vampire lady we're very proud of you That's <laughs> it was that's a close one you. we love you that's two for village it's going well this year good good on capcom Especially with Monster Hunter as well, they've had a bloody good. They've
2: year. had a good, good year. Month. They
1: always <laughs> have a good s- year. <laughs> I don't know. There was a, there was a while in like 2015. Yeah, there was 16, a dark they were time. Dire, a dark phase. <laughs> Resident Evil <laughs> Six. <laughs> yeah, said about that, yeah, exactly.
3: I've only ever played through that once. Oh, I don't know if I could go through it again.
1: <laughs> I think I think that's fair. Right, <laughs> next category we've got is best. RPG with votes going for Shimigami Tensei V, Bravely
2: Default 2.
1: Mark, you've been redacted.
2: <laughs> yeah, I <I've>, put <laughs> a vote for The Ascent in because I haven't played any proper RPGs this year. And then I was like, <laughs> nah, that's not an RPG, so I took it out. <laughs> I thought maybe, maybe even like reviewing Endwalker. <laughs> yeah. <I was> like, <laughs> I've, I've signed an NDA. <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> we've got uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake Retrograde. Is that what it's called on
2: this five? Re-
3: um, Integrate. Integrate, yeah. Remake Yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Well, it's got an expansion on it where you play as Yuffie called Intermission, which is yeah. really yeah. awesome in itself.
2: Uh, then we
1: also have Mass Effect Legendary Collection as well. That's a real good spread. That's a real good spread. And we're not talking about, like, I. I Wanted to mention games like Neo: The World Ends With You as well. I wanted to mention um, Monster Hunter Stories 2 It's also quite a good game, honestly. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of real good stuff this year. Um I, I, I definitely am going to throw my weight behind Shimigami Tensei 5 because I think it's a remarkable RPG. We've already chatted loads about it, um, but obviously, years in the making. Atlas know what they're doing. The Shimigami Tensei series is brutal, but really intricate, really fascinating, and it's such a good looking Switch game. Um, like, it's it's got years of work behind it. The overworlds are incredible, it's got things to discover in every corner. It's got these little things called Miman, which are a little bit like Koroks, so and you unlock things by finding them in the overworld it's like mechanically it's more like a Xenoblade game than it's ever been in terms of like exploring different biomes and then finding stuff like it's oh god it's so good um, but I have also played Bravely Default 2 and it's a very good game um, right who's who's played what else I want to I hear stuff Mass Effect Ben talk to me yeah, so I mean, like this—this this is cheating, really, because you are putting three of
0: what I consider to be the best RPGs ever made in in one package, <laughs> and then <running> against <laughs> other things. But I have to put this—I'm not a big JRPG fan. I don't tend to get on with them very well. But the the, the, the Shing—I never remember the name—Mugabe Tensei Five. I'm going to give this a go because everyone is just saying so many good things about. Yeah, it. It no doubt, I to give it a go. No doubt, I am going to give it a go. I need to to do that. But generally, I don't get on with JRPGs. I like I like I like my Western RPGs more. Um, and that's why I went with Mass Effect. I just, it's one of my favourite series of all time. The fact they put it together and put it out in such a great package. Uh, it was amazing. I'm not really saying it's a deserved winner against something like a creative and new this year like Shin Megami Tensei Five. But it was my personal joy to be able to play through those Mass Effect games this year all together. I was just so happy.
1: They're, they're on my bucket list of as and when I buy next-gen console. I'm picking up that collection because I've never played Mass Effect, so I'm excited. Such a treat. Um, yeah, but luckily you were outvoted, and the winner is Shin Megami Tensei V, the best game of the year. <laughs> um, it's incredible. I'm not going to bang on about it because we've already mentioned it loads, but um, seriously, anybody who likes traditional JRPGs, it is a brutal experience, even with the many difficulty options. Um, but <laughs> if you like an RPG and you want kind of to be challenged... It's one of the best games. I think you'll you'll find it's unbelievable, um, and definitely definitely my pick for RPG of the year. And I've played, I think, all of them. Um, mm. So, oh god, mate, I' <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm. I don't want to. I don't. Next year, whenever there's a chance to review an RPG, I'm going to be like, no, I don't. I don't want to
3: do it. I don't, do <laughs> it. I don't care. I think I asked you if you played it on hard, mate, and you said. Dude, i games
1: journalist. Don't be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it all done by embargo, and I had to finish the story. I was not playing it on a hard mode. I was playing <laughs> it on. I was playing it on normal mode, and then if I got really stuck, bringing it down to easy, then putting it back to normal, and that was insane. That was insane. I anybody who plays that on hard is a masochist. Um, right. Anyway, let's, mo- let's move on. Uh, next, we have the best sports slash racing game.
3: It
0: gives Um, a shit. Isn't that? No, no, I know, I know, I know, very popular. I'll I'll,
1: (laughs) I'll shut up. We can can breeze through this because there's not a lot of options. (laughs) Uh, The 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 nominees were i voted for super monkey ball banana mania <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> yeah the, the sport. i thought it was a fun game um and i couldn't vote for mario golf uh, we also had cruising blast on there um but the winner and uh, i think probably very deserved winner was forza horizon 5 yeah. um which i haven't touched but i'm immediately happy to see that win because <laughs> I've seen so many people so happy to play this game I've It does seem to be blowing minds doesn't
2: it I've got to say about Forza Horizon 5 um I'd say previously when it came to this type of category I probably would have reacted similarly to you guys just then but to me Forza Horizon 5 um I guess like when I was younger the type of racing game I was most into was a kart racer and in terms of kart races i thought that diddy kong racing completely shat over mario kart 64 because of kind of like the adventure elements that are kind of present in it forza horizon 5 is kind of that but on crack (laughs) yeah because there's just so many different things you can do in it and it's to be honest it has more of a sandbox experience than it does feel like a racing slash sport experience so if you ever get a chance to play it, play it because you might actually it might change your mind on that genre. Hundred percent.
1: Yeah, I really want to play that game. It looks like the most graphically impressive game I think I've ever seen. Just so and fun. To th- and to think, Playground are also working on a fable game in the background yeah. is like that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be something. I know exactly what. What is that team on? What are they doing? <laughs> yeah, it's mental. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And um, again, that's available on Game Pass, right? So that's a perfect example of something that I would
2: never pay £50 pounds just to take insane. a punt on Forza. But yeah, yeah, I can go try it. It's awesome. Yeah, they got me with four and then I came back for five, day one. Yeah, Never played I'm,
3: Forza. I'm, I'm...
2: <laughs> Play it, guys. <laughs> I mean, Jason,
1: your vote for uh, best sports <laughs> racing game was me in my own car. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> I think your vote might be void. Actually,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't play, but I have played a lot of racing games this year. Actually, I just play a lot of really old ones. You know, um, Metropolis Street Racer, Tokyo Highway Challenge. I play Ridge Racer Type Four a lot to this day, um, and I'll probably get Gran Turismo Seven when it comes out next year. But I'm, yeah. Maybe I'm a bit old school. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Well, if you if you give me a lift somewhere sometime <laughs> in the next twelve months, next time we come around, you can put that in again, and I'll vote for it.
3: <laughs> you don't want to get in the car with me, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, <laughs> moving on. Let's keep going. Next, next one we've got is best multiplayer game, um, which is a, a pretty sporadic uh, kind of votes. I like, I like this. I like this. Um, so. Uh, I have personally have gone for Monster Hunter next up we've got a pick a Monster Hunter Rise that is we've got a pick for Overcut or You Can Eat Uh, we've got Halo Infinite and we also have Fortnite which I'm not going to disallow because Fortnite is a service game and is constantly evolving Uh, I think I wouldn't be upset with anybody voting Fortnite any year really because it's always doing something new yeah right lads Halo Infinite talk to me
0: hands down hands down winner (laughs) Don't it? It has so recaptured what Halo multiplayer is about. We're only <laughs> playing a fucking beta here, and it's absolutely mind-blowing how good it is. Oh. It's so enjoyable. It's so quick. They brought back everything that made it feel fun. Um, it's it's the same energy. The map design is excellent. You're, you're starting to remember you remember where things are really quickly, and and uh, yeah, I, I, it's just. I just, I'm just feeling like I, like I was 20 years ago when I, when I was playing. You know, back in the early days of Halo, it's, it's recapturing that energy, which is just really hard to do now. To just make me, yeah. I, to get me excited about playing online, really hard to do because I, I haven't enjoyed it for years, and I'm straight back on there every single that day, doing good. my little challenges, getting my battle pass <laughs> up, unlock, unlocking my cosmetic crap, and I love it. I love it. I'm absolutely gagging for this game, and I can't wait for it to come out completely.
2: Yeah, you sold me um, on it. I think for me it was just kind of it's the perfect storm of like it's great fun, it's obviously free to play, but it's also it's got me in the nostalgia because I've not played a Halo since Halo 3. and it's to- it's totally recaptured the feeling so, of playing Halo 3 online. Um, I don't I don't think it's perfect, but it, like um, like Ben just said, like it's in a beta pretty much, and I think if they can kind of my only issue with it is it needs a bit more like freedom with customization and stuff i think it's just a bit too restrictive at the moment but um as far as gameplay it is so sick (laughs) like it is so fun (laughs) i I can't put into words how much fun i've had with it already and it's probably like got me pumping playing it like it'll wake me up that's what i should probably do more of playing that every day because i'd be awake a lot more (laughs) 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 fair
1: play well luckily Halo did get the most votes, so it is our winner for best multiplayer game of the year, despite the fact it's been out of beta for, what, two weeks?
0: It's, 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 um, it's still in beta, isn't
1: it? Oh, sorry, I mean, it, it came out in its yeah, beta form yeah. uh, about two weeks ago, and it's like December 12th it comes out, uh, properly. Yeah, yeah eight, eight, I is it 8th? Eight? Eight, oh, maybe. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Something <laughs> like that, though. Yeah, no, It's not long. It's not long. Good for Halo. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy sorry. for Halo fans. Right. Next up, we have biggest surprise, which is kind of a weird category because obviously a lot of things could be surprising. Um, but I, I, I kind of I meant that in terms of games you weren't expecting, or you know things that you you uh, pleasantly surprised by. Um, and our our nominees are Metroid Dread. Uh, Andrew's voted for not a single Andrew out. Andrew voted for Mario Golf Super Rush. <laughs> <laughs> I've really uh, got some questions. <laughs> me too. Sur- yeah. I mean, it, su- it surprised me, but <laughs> I- I'll go on to that later. <laughs> um, uh, also, we have Game Builder Garage, Unpacking, Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, Tormented Souls. Um, I- I- I'm I going to just mention Metro Dread because it was like a really surreal uh, presentation watching Nintendo Direct. Um when a little Metro, like the the Metroid music starts, the little Metroid logo comes up, and I'm like, "Oh my fucking god, we've got a Metroid game!" It goes Metroid Five, and I'm like, "Holy <laughs> shit, it's the next Metroid game!" And then it goes Metroid Dread, and my like. I'm sure everyone's seen the Vince McMahon meme. Yeah, like he's just like <laughs> losing his mind in his chair. That was me on the motorway back from holiday. <laughs> like, yeah. I felt so bad. We were we were on holiday, and my partner agreed to drive so I could watch Nintendo's E3 conference. <laughs> and I had I had my iPad on the 4G, like uh, <laughs> propped up in the glove box, just like. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, and um, and and in another surprise, I think it's one of the best games Nintendo have put out, quality-wise, in absolute years. It's astounding the detail in that game, the thought that's gone into it, the sheer fun of movement of the weapons. I am absolutely blown away. I think there's an argument for it being the best game in the Metroid series. I think I need a year, maybe, before I come back. I think I need to give it some time. Um, but my previous favourite game was Fusion, and now I I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that to me was was a huge
2: surprise. Um, but- I'll I'll quickly add on to Metroid Dread. Just um, I I wasn't shocked that Metroid Dread was a good game, but I was shocked by how unanimously everyone praised it. Like like you say, some people calling it the best Metroid game um obviously um is it mercury steam who made it mercury steam yeah they oh, really? made obviously S- samus returns as well and on the 3ds the remake and it's, they got a little bit of st- like a little bit of stick for that because it is not it's yeah it's fine it's yeah fine. It, so i was
1: happy to have a 2d metroid but it wasn't the best by any means yeah
2: so i wasn't exactly expecting them to innovate with the formula as much as they did and kind of just make something that was that good because i played it and absolutely loved it
3: so <laughs> It was made by Mercury Steam, you say, that Spanish studio. Yeah. Yeah, yep, they, the same ones
1: who did Castlevania, yeah. and Mirror of Fate, and yeah. Oh, they were wicked games, they
3: were. They're the Castlevania ones, God. Oh, that's interesting. I'm, I'm going to have to get this game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, this Metroid Dread I've heard about. <laughs> Um, I mean, what, does anybody want to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy or you've put Tormented Souls again, Jason? Uh, <laughs> you
3: know, uh, yeah, I think I'll put that as my game of the year as well. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk about <laughs> it.
1: You, uh, you haven't put Tormented Souls. <laughs> I mean,
0: I will. I will actually back you on this one, Jason, because I played. I played and finished Tormented Souls, and I bloody love it as well. Um, and, and I think as a surprise, it's a good vote. It was it was a surprise. As in I never heard of it. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> I played it and, and it did exactly what it out to do so well that I enjoyed it from start to finish. So if it, it was a surprise it was a surprise hit for me personally, critically. Mm.
1: Yeah good call. Yeah. Alright, alright. Um has anybody really played Guardians of the Galaxy? Because I think after the um controversy around Avengers, another Square Enix produced Marvel game wasn't high up on many people's uh, most anticipated lists, but obviously it was um, uh, Crystal Dynamics. Is that the studio? It's, or am I g- no, it's lost Montreal. Montreal. Yeah, it's the Deus Ex developers, yeah. which is why it's good. Oh, yes.
0: Okay, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. They they, they got moved from uh, you know Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, and and the, and Human Revolution onto this and which makes me really want to play Guardians, um, but I haven't got around to it. Uh, I'm, not pl- I'm not playing the fucking cloud version, I'll tell you that.
0: I, I actually I agree. I think this is another <laughs> no. a good call from Joshua, actually, Guardians of the Galaxy here. I mean, again, I haven't played it because, like you say, it's not high on my list at all because nothing excites me about it, to be honest. But everyone that I've spoke to that has played it is really enjoying it. So, again, it's a good surprise call because I think a lot of people are surprised that, uh, the, the, i think they showed some footage and it was looking pretty formulaic in how it how mm. it worked but it, it must play really smoothly it, again it's the fluidity of combat right which i think they seem to have nailed quite well from what i've seen
1: yeah and i've seen a lot of people as well say they prefer this group of guardians to the movie ones <laughs> i think i i think it's an incredibly well written game and the story told is meant to be really really like engaging so i don't know um I mean, the votes unfortunately do go towards Metroid Dread, which I'm very happy with. I think it is, I think it is fair. Uh, Resurrecting a game first, first listed in Nintendo Magazine in 2006 for DS and it being very good is a surprise. (laughs) That was a, that was a big one. Um, yeah, I'm happy with that. Right. Next up we have. Biggest disappointment. This one's pretty unanimous. But I'm going to go through the uh, <laughs> the <laughs> anyway. Um, so, who's put... Mark? I'm going to come back to you. Yeah. So we <laughs> so the nominees are Mario Golf Super Rush, uh, GTA the Trilogy, The Definitive Edition, um, Taxi Chaos, and <laughs> Marcus
2: put... Mario 3D All-Stars eh? the 20 the 2020 game. Hey. Oh <laughs> ah, fuck. Sorry, Come on, guys, but... That's <laughs> time is now a vacuum. I don't. year <laughs> t- September last <laughs> year. <laughs> but you're still <laughs> pissed off about it. I'm yeah. fuming, mate. <laughs> <laughs> they said it was limited and they're still selling it this year. <laughs> Bullshit. Sure. That's fair. I've got three copies. But... <laughs> no, that was an error. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um yeah, I, I... I don't have much more to say on Mario Golf other than it's a three out of five. It's boring. Um, But I don't think the gaming world has been as united in its ridicule of what should have been a slam dunk uh, GTA, the Trinity Definitive Edition. How do Rockstar, a team known for quality above all else, at the detriment of their staff's health and happiness, push out? absolute dog shit ports from a third party game that they didn't oversee. It's unbelievable. Third, third, third party studio, sorry. They outsourced their classic games to someone else, didn't quality control it, and we're just like, yeah, put them out.
2: This just, what? This feels like evil shareholders. Evil shareholders at the helm. You must have a but, Christmas game out. But this is Rockstar. It's shocking. It's, ta- it's shocking. Unless, unless I don't it's take two, it. Yeah.
1: But, but, but Rockstar don't need to bring out games. They bring them out every few years now. You know, they they have GTA Online, they've got Red Dead Online. There's no push like Ubisoft to have, like, well, we have a Far Cry, then we have an Assassin's Creed. Like, there's no... They don't have that schedule. Nobody was making them release these games.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's wild. I'm
1: so baffled.
3: I think it's so bad that they pulled (laughs) the original. very weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Delisting the original ones as well is nasty. And then being like, Oh, we're gonna put them back up on the Rockstar Launcher Fucking <laughs> 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 yeah. assholes. Cheeky, yeah, cheeky. Awesome. Assholes. Cheeky moneymakers.
0: Yeah. Sean, Sean was absolutely heartbroken about this, you know? Like
3: <laughs> they've done yeah. he's such a big GTA. Oh, he was yeah. looking forward to it, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I I, I want a copy for the PS5, but I don't dare install it. I just don't want to touch yeah. it. <laughs> I actually put on the original <laughs> GTA three the other week just uh, for a nostalgia trip. And it, when you compare that to the, you know, the abomination, that's part of the GTA trilogy. It's night and day. I yeah. what the fuck happened? <laughs> they,
1: they didn't need to be remade like this. Cause I think they've been uh, converted to unreal engine. If I'm right. It,
3: it's or been diluted. Like yeah, it's so unreal. They've, it's based on the mobile ports, which have been chucked into Unreal Engine, you know, with some new assets made. Uh, so we've got the fucking Chinese whispers of GTA games. <laughs> <laughs> to me, to you, to me, to you. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shite! What? A- <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I'm, I'm really happy. I, I, I've got them on Switch, um, and luckily I didn't have to review them. I got the, I got them for guides purposes. Um, and that was enough for me. I, I've i been through and I've written some guides and I, I did all the cheats and I've been like, I ain't coming back to these unless there's a fucking pretty big update. I'm telling you that. <laughs> like, I'm so upset. I I was also really looking forward to this. Ever since it was rumoured, I was so excited. I thought this was going to be my favourite game of the year, my collection of the year. Um, and yeah, just It should they... have been an
0: easy win, shouldn't it? It should have been mm-hmm. just a perfect yeah. collection of what everyone wanted, and it's turned into, quite rightly, the biggest disappointment of the year, I think, for a lot of people.
1: Yep, I, they deserve to feel embarrassed about it. I feel bad for the GTA uh, and Rockstar staff who didn't oversee this, because a lot of people are getting it in the neck, and it is not representative of the normal, incredible work and in detail Rockstar staff put into um, the things they, they produce. Um, you know, I I know a couple of people that work for Rockstar, and they there's a lot of pride in what they do, and they push hard because you're working for Rockstar. So I think that's why, especially this was so embarrassing. This isn't Panzer Dragoon, you know, going to a weird studio and yeah, it's a bit shit, but whatever. This is this is three of the greatest video games ever made, and yeah, it should have been an easy win. And um, I, I and I, God, they should have just been fucking slapped through an emulator and upscaled. That's what should have happened. But, um, oh, well, c'est Easily the biggest disappointment of the year. But I just really... before we move on, it's totally the
0: right call, but I do just have to go share on. a word on Taxi Chaos because this happened <laughs> oh, yeah. at the start of the year, okay? Fucking abomination of game. Horrible, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> horrible, bastard it's, made that. Um, it, honestly. <laughs> it's not the myth of Crazy I'm, Taxi. It is the of yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy Taxi. It's they call it a spiritual successor, my arse was it it was awful it was the some of the, the floatiest most tragic driver mechanics you're just bouncing off everything like a big drunk twat, and, and the music wasn't there. It was no, none of the original soundtrack was there. Nothing there were no, there was no licensed music whatsoever. It was just some weird electro beat just constantly going on. They missed the mark on every single aspect of what made Crazy Taxi good, and then pushed out and charged about twenty five pounds for it. It was appalling. So, it, uh, I'm, I'm still angry about it, and this is in like February or something. <laughs> but so, I just want people
1: to be aware: it's shit. <laughs> Good. And I, All right, I, we can move on. No, I, I think you're right. There's there's a lot of people at the moment riding on the uh, the idea of like, oh, we're a spiritual successor to this game you loved. So like, I'm really looking forward to Bomb Rush Cyberpunk, but I'm very wary of any game that comes out of nowhere and is like, we're a successor yeah. to this. Like, yeah, I'll see it when I play it. <laughs> I'll, um, it does. I'll look, leave it that down does look like, good. It does that, look
3: good. Yeah, I love Jet Set awesome. Radio, man. Oh, I love that game and the second one. I know. Oh my God, I hope. I do
1: hope Bomber Subifunk Funk is good. But um, anyway, moving on to the big one, Game of the Year. Um, again, again, it's not a year of like massive AAA huge contenders, but it's a really surprising shortlist. So our nominees are Metroid Dread, Resident Evil Village, Chicory, Deathloop, It Takes Two, and... Tormented Source.
2: <laughs> <laughs> rears his head yet again.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna have to. You've you've worn me down. I'm gonna have to play this. <laughs> yeah, same. It's coming to the <laughs> switch. Lord, yeah. uh, They're sponsoring I mean. you.
0: Yeah.
1: I I'm, I'm up for that. I've got Mundorn in the post as well, so I feel bad about not playing that, but I'm I'm waiting on that physical to come up. But um, right. So I feel like I've made my case for Metroid Dread in other categories fairly well. I I know why I've I've um talked about it. Resident Evil as well we've banged on about it loads but does anybody want to talk about I'd, I'd like to hear more about chicory mark because
2: that yeah was sure fun. um chicory for me I think it was um, a very important game for me that came at kind of the perfect time when I needed to play it um, like I said before it's um, it's a top-down kind of like classic Zelda adventure style game so you go around to different dungeons you've got this really interesting paint mechanic um, I played it on PC. And um, so you've got like the the mouse that you use to draw on the screen like you would in like ms paint or something like that. I, I used to use paint loads when I was a kid, so just having a mechanic like that in a game is really cool. But as you unlock more abilities with your paintbrush, you can actually use that to transport yourself around the map. So if you draw a line across the floor, you can go into it like splatoon style and just shoot along shoot along the ground and it ends up being used for very interesting puzzles. And um, there's just not really much like that in terms of like world traversal in the genre like that. But more so for me, um, the game similarly to Celeste um, did a few years ago, it just kind of interrogates um, your mindset in regards to mental health quite deeply. And it did it in a way because it's a game about creating art. It very much kind of focuses in on creator self-expectations, kind of creative block. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen um, the Ghibli film, um, or is it Ghibli? I don't know how you pronounce it, but um, uh, Kiki's... That's Jeff. (laughs) Jeff, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, Kiki's delivery service, but there's a, a great scene in that where she just doesn't know how to use her magic anymore because she's burnt out. And really, for me, I felt like that with my YouTube channel, um, especially after lockdown and being working hard and everything. And this game just kind of came along and was a great experience, but just kind of really made me look inward at myself and think about why I was actually kind of having a bit of a bad time and the expectations I was putting on myself. So it just had a very good message. There wasn't much about it. The only thing I would say is it's... It's the game of the year for me, but I also don't think it's game of the year, if that makes sense, because the mm. cons- the control scheme and the way I played it, it was perfect for PC. I tried playing it with a gamepad when I first started playing it on PC and that type of control scheme, it doesn't lend itself as well to a controller. So I feel like it's something that could have got more kind of... It did get very, very good reviews and it has had buzz but I think it's not as accessible as it could be, purely because it is best played with a mouse and keyboard. Hmm. I I hope
1: if and when it comes to Switch, it's got touchscreen controls and maybe motion controls for the yeah. as well. I think, like like Okami, I think that could be a good way to. I to think that would that. help it a lot.
2: I I feel like if you just played it on, um, like the PS5, I'm not sure if it's coming to Xbox, but um, I just think you wouldn't get the same experience that I got playing it. It just felt like I was doing art basically <laughs> it was very yeah. cool
1: yeah i'm 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 hoping to play that game soon and then um yeah ben one more time death loop let's talk about it <laughs>
0: let's you yeah, briefly so okay so we talked about the narrative aspects and, and, and things like that and that's that's a huge part of it right yeah but it, it's everything else that goes with it it's the music it's the voice acting it's the it's the um, the creativity and the combat. It's the way that you na- to begin with. You'll start the game and everything is completely overwhelming. Like it's very easy just to stop playing after you've just started, right? But that's doing yourself a disservice because it's designed in such a way that through by naturally playing every single time just things start clicking into place and by the time you finish the game which is only like 10 to 15 hours or something like that by the time you finish you're a master of the loop you're as clueless as Colt is when you start and you have to just naturally play And every time things just start falling into place and I've not played a game especially a big big release like this that's just been so innovative this kind of innovation typically comes from indie games and it was just so much in a big release and you know I just think it's. I just think it's that game. It's the game of the year because it's just done so many things in a big release um, that that other games haven't. Um, and and I, I just think they, Arkane nailed it. They they took something. They took a risk, and critically, it paid off. I don't know if it paid off commercially, but critically, I think it really paid off.
1: Yeah, I worry for um, Death Loop, because I think a lot of people have gone. I'll play it on Game Pass next year. Um, and I think it's an unknown quantity on PS5 and it seems to have taken some pretty significant sales already. Um, but, but it looks incredible, critically lauded, and it's been voted our game of the year by the Lost and Cult team. So, yes, (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) game of the year, game of the year, that's, um. Yeah, I, I'm imagine confetti coming down. Jeff Keely's spring champagne—is um, that what he does? I don't know. As he does, as he is known yeah, exactly. for. Exactly. Yeah. So our, our team came to the consensus through through sheer willpower that Deathloop is the game of the year. And I, I hey, I haven't touched it, but I I am very happy to see that because it's the game that I have seen, other than Metroid Dread, such unanimous praise for. Yeah. Um, and it sound and it sounds like it's doing a little bit more than Metroid Dread in terms of innovation, in terms of, like, you know, voice work and, and the different elements around it. So, good for them. Well done. Oh, right. Our honourable mentions, we don't have to pick one, we're just going to go through them, are um, Monster Hunter Rise, The Medium, Little Nightmares 2, Bratchet and Clank, fucking Tormented Souls again, and, <laughs> <laughs> and Lost Judgment. Um, I... I just wanted to mention Monster Hunter Rise because I gave that game a five out of five. I think it's one of the very best games on Switch. I think it's an essential Switch game. Um, but it, up until uh, and, it, and up until Metroid, it was my game of the year. Um, but I, it's been beaten out, and I, I, I feel a bit bad because it's a very, very, very good game that came out the same year as I think what's going to end up being one of my favorite games ever made. Uh, yeah. but
0: uh, yeah. I agree with that Rise Rise was very very good I, I enjoyed it a lot for the time I, I played it I probably won't go back to it now it was kind of a game I played for a period and now I'm, mm-hmm. I guess I'm done but I think you're right in the quality of the build and how they got it looking and playing so well on Switch it's just, it's just some of that Nintendo magic I don't know how they do it with the but- hardware but they do
1: it was all credit goes to Capcom and and to the reach Capcom, for the mo- yeah. the roots re- the for the Moon Engine, which has me very excited for that Resident Evil game, which is rumored to come out uh, exclusively for Switch next year. Um, I'm really hoping we see that. And then, does anybody else want to talk about? I'm, not, I'm Jason. I'm not going to let you talk about Tormented Souls. <laughs> yet, but you did. You put <laughs> this is actually down for this it, Lost this is judgment. You've, yeah, you've yeah, not, you, sorry. You've
3: not even let me talk about Tormented Souls yet. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I have. I have. No, I haven't. On, no, I, I kept savouring it because I put it as my game of the year. Well, it's my honourable mention, so you talk about it, Jay. Hey yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'll keep this I'll keep this fairly brief. Really brief. Um you know, and there's a lot of games which I've you know that have been mentioned which are obviously game of the year contenders, but this this never will be, but for me it is because nostalgia is always a very powerful thing. And it's and it's a love letter to a style of mechanic and genre which the press said years ago was outdated, outclassed, should just be forgotten about. But the most memorable moments of my childhood playing video games were sitting in the dark playing survival horror, you know, classic survival horror games, which played by the original Resident Evil games. You know, all the Resident Evil clones, you know, Silent Hill, Parasite Eve 2, Alone in the Dark, you know... Um, all the weird Japanese Ari Resi clones. And this game, it really scratched an itch, which I've been hasn't been scratched for years, you know. Um, it's a love letter to classic Resident Evil. And it, it just, it's such a joy to play, even though playing the game's a bit clunky, you know. So it plays out like the original Resident Evil's where you've got the tank controls, the typical, you know, moment-to-moment perspective transitions, Um, it's got really really tough puzzles which made me look up the bible for some strange reason and uh, I know Ben Ben knows how I I think Ben knows how I feel I think he can relate to how I feel about the puzzles in this game because some of them it's like oh I really don't want to look at a guide on the internet but I'm trying not to and you're there for hours trying to think of how to solve this puzzle but when you do solve it you're like god how can I be so thick it's, a, it's got a lot of really intense puzzle solving. It's got, you know, you've got this hospital uh, that's similar to the Old Resident Evil Mansion from the original game. You know, it's really murky, it's atmospheric. It's got a soundtrack very similar to the Old Resident Evil games, you know, with the re- really beautiful piano melodies. It's got really hammy for acting. It's got a really intriguing and clunky storyline. And I just absolutely loved the, the 12 hours it took me to get through this game. And I urge anyone that's ever loved Resident Evil or Survivor Horror to play this game. You know, you can get it cheap on the PS5. It's coming to PS4 and Switch next year. I think you can get it for about a tenner on Steam. Play it. But I, I also want to make an honourable mention, which I didn't mention. I don't think anyone's mentioned, and that's Keener Bridge of Spirits, a really majestic game that feels like oh. Jackie Daxter Star Fox Adventures on the GameCube. I urge anyone to play Keener. but yeah, that's me done. <laughs>
1: hey, I'm I'm happy with that. Um, I'm I'm. Do you know what? I wasn't going to vote for one. I'm happy to put our honorable mention as Tormented Souls. Yeah, <laughs> gotta th- be Let's give let's give it, it a <laughs> an award. <laughs> uh, and then, finally, most anticipated. Let's. Bre- it's getting late, lads. We're going to breeze through these. Yeah. Um, this is another one that basically everyone's put a different game. Yeah. Um, so, our most anticipated twenty twenty two is Breath of the Wild two, Dying Light two, Atomic Heart. Glad to see that on there. I'm really excited about that game. Um, Horizon Forbidden West, Elden Ring, and Final Fantasy sixteen is. We'll see if that's twenty twenty two, mate.
3: <laughs> <We'll>, <laughs> let's see.
2: It
1: will be. <laughs> I feel it. Yeah. 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 That. That and remake part two. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so the game that got the most votes is Horizon Forbidden West. So that is our most anticipated game. That's what, is that February now? Uh,
0: it's not long, is it? I thought God of War would have been more anticipated than that, you know, to be fair.
1: Mm. Not a single person voted for it, mate. And I, I don't know if that's because nobody believes it's coming out in 2022. Why? <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, hey, I don't think Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out next year, but I put that down. Um, We'll see. We, we're still going through logistic issues in terms of game <laughs> development and uh, and things like packaging a video game and delivering it to the world so you know things can change but um I, hey horizon i'm pretty pumped for that i think that's the game that's going to be the point where i um really try to pick up a ps5 because i played the original and i think that sequel looks incredible um yeah who's 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 excited
0: no
2: no <laughs> i've not i've <I'm> not been <laughs> the first one
0: I played the original, and I thought it was a perfectly good game. But I, I, I just, I didn't, didn't excite me. I played the whole thing and the expansion, and I was like, yeah, that was a good game. But like, nowhere near the levels of, of praise I don't, I don't have that other people seem to have for that, for that game and that franchise.
3: So I'm not really that excited. Oh, I got gassed I out. I got gassed out after about twenty hours. I don't know, but it just felt a bit oh, samey. I agree.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I felt, I, when I got to the end, I was like, I'm really glad this is over. And, I don't, and yeah. the game shouldn't do that.
1: I, I, I didn't complete it. I did get a bit bored. Um, <laughs> did anyone? I mean, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I like, actually enjoy it. Uh, but I think the sequel looks cool. I, whenever someone tells me they really liked the original Horizon, I'm like, have you played Breath of the Wild? <laughs> I just want to know. Because <laughs> if you have, I feel like your opinion might change. Um, yeah, I thought I'd get more for Breath of the Wild too, but I guess it's still a bit... Still feels a bit distant, doesn't it? We We just know that
2: much about it. Yeah, we know nothing about it. It's just, I think it's so crazy because it is very exciting, but they've given away so little. You can't even Mm. begin to really, because you can kind of guess what you can kind of guess that there might be some kind of interesting new mechanics in there, but you don't know that yet. It's kind of just alluding to it. You've seen him like kind of reverse in time and going up through the floor and stuff but you yeah. don't actually really know what that feature is.
1: Yeah, I'm, I, I'm very pumped for that game, but I, you're right. I think we're going to have to wait for E3 next year to get a big blowout and uh, actually sue some yeah. stuff about it and get really excited, which is what Nintendo wants. They don't want the hype for this game to be drawn out over two years. So by the time it comes out, everyone's a little bit like, oh, I thought it was out. You know, it's You know, they want to tease us and then push it for four months like crazy. Uh, Which is the right way to do things? That's what I like. I like to hear about a game and then it be out soon.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Anticipation is always a funny thing for games, you know. I, I try not to, to be honest. I try not to look ahead too far and think about what am I really looking forward to. I try not to do that. I like to close myself off, focus on what is coming now, and enjoy things as they come. And then when it when things get here, they get here. Otherwise. Yeah. I just get upset yeah. I don't
1: get things when I want them Yeah. I think that's absolutely fair I, I'm trying to learn to do that with films and stuff as well at the moment because I feel like I've been waiting for Spider-Man No Way Home for about a decade <laughs> <laughs> and I... I've,
3: I've been waiting for the Matrix for nearly 20 yeah. years well, you know I mean that that has been 20 years <laughs> 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 and it could be the biggest bag of shy ever <laughs> who
2: knows
1: hey yeah I, t- I tell you what it's probably going to be interesting no matter what it is I'm looking forward to Spider Man, but like that's going to be a Marvel movie. I bet whatever the Matrix does is going to be mental, <laughs> whether it's <laughs> it shit or not. It's weird. It's weird yeah. and fun. Freaking cool, I must admit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Awesome. Right. So I think our most anticipated thing of 2022 is the Matrix. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. Well, we, we've got we, Horizon got the most votes, but I. Are we, are we happy with that? We no.
2: No. <laughs> no, no, I'm happy, no, I'm, I'm happy with it.
1: We're the lords here. No,
2: I, I would, I, I
0: don't, I don't care. I would say that? there's, we've got, oh, we've
2: got- I would say there's one game that kind of awkwardly has missed kind of the cut for everything because it's just come out, and I think it's coming out tomorrow. But I did want to just shout out Solar Ash. I think that looks very, very good.
1: Yeah,
2: I think it looks very good, and unfortunately, it's probably going to miss a lot of nominations because it's mm-hmm. at the tail end of 2021. But yeah, it looks sick. I just want to say hyper
1: light drifter devs, isn't it? Yeah. Oh,
2: very good. Yeah. yeah. It's like a 3d platformer all based around kind of like speed and scaling, huge giant, like environments with, um, massive, like kind of like shadow of the Colossus style enemies kind of knocking around. Oh, that's a brilliant game.
1: <sighs> Yeah. It looks, it looks really exciting. It, it did make me laugh. I've seen all the reviews come out for it today and everyone t- uh, chatting about it. And then I was like, Here's my review for Big Brain Academy. Brain versus... <laughs> Academy. <laughs> I was like, it's all right. <laughs> um, Look forward also, to that. <laughs> right. Thank you guys. That that has been our the very first CCAs, the Colcast Awards. Um, that was cracking. I, I there was a lot of uh, <laughs> different choices, mm. but I'm glad that some of the later ones. So there was clear, clear, concise votes towards them because I think we could have been here all day. Yep. Um, yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for joining me, gents. That was wonderful. Uh, And thank you everyone for listening. I'm not sure when this is going to go out, but hopefully it shouldn't be too long before Christmas or maybe the next week or so. So uh, I hope everyone's looking forward to the holidays, looking forward to some movies and settling down with lock on volume zero, zero two, as and when it arrives. I don't know when things are turning up, so I'm not making any promises. (laughs) Because who knows, (laughs) but I hope it comes out soon and I hope you get it. But, um, keep keep an eye on things like um our emails and stuff i'm sure i'm sure we'll let you know as soon as things are going out and also if you are desperate for content i must say again please have a little look at our members club um we've got so much good stuff there we've got brand new articles coming off them we've got the lost pages and uh, you know it's we 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 are pushing it because we're passionate about it and it's where a lot of our writing is going as well so um yeah if you if you like what we're doing you like our writers it's really not much money uh, and if you if you can afford to lose it and and you want to check out some more and support us we'd really really appreciate it it's you know think of it as buying us a pint for um you know a load of hard work and and th- that's something we uh, we'd all love over christmas yeah awesome thank you gents um before we wrap up let people know where they can find you and um anything you want to plug that
2: you've recently recently done uh, mark where can people find you um, people can find me over on Twitter which is uh, what is my tweet Twitter uh, it's at artist Mark Flynn. Um, you can also find me on YouTube I'm Mark Flynn on YouTube uh, talk about character design quite a lot just put out a video the other day looking at um, the evolution of Sora from Kingdom Hearts um, yeah
1: lovely thank you uh, Benjamin where can people find you?
0: yes find me on the Twitters at uh, a special hell, um, and uh, apart from working on uh, here at Lost in Culp, um, I also do do work with the uh, Switch Player Mag, Switch Player Magazine, and also the Ninty Fresh magazine So, if you love Nintendo, if you really would like to to support some some print journalism and help keep us alive, um, please uh, give us give us a little look. We run a a monthly, soon to be bimonthly actually, but Switch Player Magazine, um, and we also run consistent Kickstarters for Ninty Fresh. Our next one actually is very soon to launch. So be looking for issue six of Ninty Fresh magazine very soon. Um,
1: yeah, that'd, that'd be great.
0: That'd be great. Thanks. Ah, oh,
1: yeah. I, I'm, I'm also still a, a semi-regular contributor to those. So um, if you, yeah, you will find my words in those. And I love, I love Switch Player and Ninty Fresh. I love what we're doing to um, support Nintendo because, God, I, I, God, I miss Nintendo mags. That was, that was a different age. Me too. And, um, And Jason, where can people find you?
3: Uh, They can normally find me in my office doing work and staying up all that. No, um, you can find me on Twitter at PlaySushiUK. I've just come out the tail end of many uh, sleepless nights working on getting Lock On Volume 002 to to print. Uh, That should be arriving in people's post boxes soon, I hope. And uh, getting a digital copy complete. Um, I'm hoping to relaunch my YouTube channel next year. Planning for that. Um, That's it, really. Yeah, I'll just keep plodding along and uh, Mm. talking crap on Twitter. Anyway. (laughs) 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 That's that's plenty of stuff to push, and
1: uh, you've put countless hours of hard work into those things, and people will see it when they get them in their hands. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much, guys. If you want to follow me, I nearly forgot about myself. You can find me on Twitter at NateAndDestroy. I am a regular contributor to LockOn. You can find my words in Switch Player and into Fresh, And I'm a staff writer for PocketTactics.com. Basically, I'm a little slut as long as I can write about Nintendo. I'll do whatever <laughs> you want. Um, but yeah, awesome. And I'm <laughs> I'm sure you're going to hear me back on this podcast very, very soon. So, yeah, thank you very much, guys. That was a lovely podcast. And everyone that's listening, take care and have a lovely, lovely holidays. Goodbye. Goodbye. Ciao. Ciao.